What's up, everybody? I'm B. Floyd. And I'm Shantae, the Black Therapist. And we are Heal You. Yes, back for another healthy conversation um, to help you not only heal yourself, but then also help heal your relationships. Yes, and so today we're going to discuss trauma and PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and how it affects you and your relationships. Yes. In our past episodes, we have really tried to break down um, some of the main mental health disorders such as anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, really giving you information um, on how it can affect you individually and then also how it affects our relationships. But today, it's going to be kind of a combination of all those things as we take a deeper look into trauma and PTSD. So in this episode, we're really going to try to define what trauma is mm-hmm. um, and PTSD because we all may have different ideas, right? Yeah. Different experiences and what that means. Um, and then we're going to discuss the causes, the symptoms, and then break down how it really affects our relationships. Right. So first we're going to get into what is trauma. The definition of trauma is the response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms a person's ability to cope, cause feeling of helplessness, diminish their sense of self, and their ability to feel a full range of emotion and experiences. Yes, trauma. What is trauma? We've all been through mm-hmm. different things in our life. Different levels you know, of it, yeah. um, some examples of traumatic events are mm-hmm. rape, domestic violence, natural natural disasters, um, severe illnesses, injuries, the traumatic loss or death of a loved loved mm-hmm. one, um, witnessing a violent act. Right. right or just growing up in in violence um and even neglect right. um these are all examples of what trauma is um but it it's so much deeper than right. that because it it affects each and every person differently one person right. who has experienced trauma is not going to look or present or even have the same symptoms as someone else who has experienced something similar Right. Those trauma um, things that we read off, those are some pretty extreme trauma events. So some trauma events can, like my wife said, affect people differently. Some people may consider different events trauma. Uh, seeing your parents fight, seeing your parents divorce, uh, being being let go from a job that you truly love, uh, seeing somebody that you care for, you know, say, no longer be there in your life. These are some, some more, you know, everyday uh, traumatic events that can lead to emotional disturbances and things of that nature. Yeah, because it's different levels. There's levels to everything. The severity, how it affects you is what is important. Some some person may go through something and think, oh, that's nothing, that's little, you know, versus another person going through the same exact thing and it affects them in a in a major way. Just not growing up with your father or your father leaving the home mm-hmm. or or him passing away unexpectedly. That yeah. could be traumatic for someone, you know, who maybe doesn't have um, the temperament or right. hasn't yet built up that strength and resilience to be able to go through that experience and, and get through it on the other side. Right. So we're going to gonna talk about some of the responses to trauma. Some of the responses that can be that comes about with trauma is denial, 
confusion, anger, fear, guilt, and anxiety, depression, flashbacks to the, the traumatic event, difficulty in concentrating, withdrawal from friends and family, and your relationships. Yeah, these are all things that you can experience after you have um, gone through a traumatic event, mm -hmm. not understanding what's going on, feeling a range of emotions from anger, from depression, sadness, anxiety, um, guilt, not right. really, or maybe blaming yourself for something that has happened when it's not even your right. fault. Um, definitely thinking about having intrusive thoughts about the event or flashbacks or memories or nightmares, which we'll get to in a minute, mm -hmm. if it becomes so severe, can can definitely lead up to um, a diagnosis of PTSD. Right. But these are all things that we can possibly experience if we have gone through a traumatic event. Yeah, it's like being on a, a runaway roller coaster. At one moment, you can feel some way you can feel strong, you can feel dependent, and then next thing you know, you're feeling angry, confused. You, you're not understanding what's what's going on. You have anxiety. You, uh, an event may happen and you may not really, you know, correlate that with the, the traumatic event you have, but it may be similar or close and it may trigger some of, some of these things and you may just instantly go into these flashback of the events and then it may, it may have you difficulty concentrating on at work, at school, or on all these aspects of things. So. Yes, and even I think what a lot of people don't talk about too is yes, we can experience things that happen to us personally, but even to have experienced trauma, it could be something that's generational right. that we don't even realize that a lot mm -hmm. of times, especially in the African American, the black community, we don't talk about generational trauma yeah. and how that affects our lives. Just living in different neighborhoods, mm -hmm. in different family, you know, dynamics. Um, seeing, yes, yes, seeing things that maybe at that age you didn't understand and that affected you in a major way and how that affects your self-esteem, your, your sense of hope, your view and your perspective, your outlook just, just on life in general. These are things that we need to start talking about more. And, and a lot of times I don't think we realize when we've even gone yeah. through trauma. Like and how it has how it affects us not only in our childhood but then also in our adulthood. Right. Culturally, we we do not know until we step outside of our box and see how things are handled differently and see other situations. Especially being in a relationship, sometimes it highlights some of the the trauma and the the PTSD you may either know or you don't know you have just by certain interactions with with your loved one. Now we're going to talk about what is. PTSD. How long a trauma after PTSD starts? The first symptoms can begin within weeks of a traumatic event and need to run up to three months or longer to be considered PTSD. Now, like we said earlier, it may affect different people earlier uh, differently. It may affect people right away. Some people may not affect for months until something they see on TV, they hear on, on, the, on the radio or something they see and, and just driving down the street, it may trigger something. Yeah, so the question is, how long after trauma does PTSD start, that post-traumatic stress disorder? Because we want to highlight, too, just because you've experienced a traumatic event, right. you've experienced trauma in, in your life, doesn't mean that you are automatically going to have a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. People, again, 
are resilient. People, sometimes it affects you for two weeks and you're able to use healthy coping skills. You're mm -hmm. able to reach out to, to your support system. Maybe you go to therapy. Maybe you, you really tap into your faith to help you get through that very hard and difficult time. However, if these symptoms are so severe and they last, like my husband said, at least three months or longer, then you 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 do want to reach out to a right. mental health professional because it is a possibility that you can um, develop post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. So we're going to describe what PTSD is. PTSD is a mental health condition that is triggered by a terrifying event. Either you experience it or you see it or witness it somehow. Symptoms may include fast flashbacks, nightmares, severe anxiety, as well as uncontroll uncontrollable thoughts about the event. Yes. Post-traumatic stress disorder really disrupts your life. Mm -hmm. It can have a negative effect on your job, your relationships, your ability just to, to have enjoyment in everyday activities. Mm -hmm. It really, really causes a shift in your, in your life. I think a picture we usually think of when we think of post-traumatic stress disorder is what? People coming home from, from war, war yeah, you combat. know, exactly. the, the military. Yes. And that is a population that definitely has higher levels of PTSD or even anybody in the uh, first responders mm -hmm. community, firefighters, policemen, um, um, ambulance, you know, drivers, paramedics, right. um, nurses, first doctors that yes. deal with people coming right. in experiencing trauma. Um, but everyday people, too, can be walking around with PTSD and sometimes not even know it. Um, and that's why we really want to get this information out there. Mm -hmm. uh, like my wife said, one of the main ones that is always highlighted is combat exposure that causes PTSD. But some other ones are some child physical abuse, uh, sexual violence, physical abuse, either witnessed or you went through being threatened with a weapon or some kind of accident, either motor vehicle accident, an accident at work, accident with your kids, anything like that that can cause a traumatic event to creep into your head and make you have these, these negative thoughts that can cause all these other symptoms and anxiety that, that you do not want to encounter. Because it, like my wife said, it affects a large part of your life. Yes, one of the major symptoms of PTSD um, are those intrusive memories, things that we don't want to relive. We want to forget. We want to push down. We want them to just go away if we've experienced something that is traumatic. But these, these memories or these dreams are recurrent. They're distressing. They're unwanted. Um, and they keep happening over and over and over again, like flashbacks. Um, and they cause severe emotional distress and other negative symptoms that can cause someone to um, go turn to drugs or alcohol or just unhealthy coping uh, mechanisms to get these intrusive memories, flashback dreams out. All right. And another symptom is avoidance. Symptoms of avoidance. Trying to avoid thinking about the situation, talking about the event, uh, avoiding places, people, activity. Uh, your mind is one of the biggest muscles of your body. Uh, if your mind can, can flex and tell you to come up with cer certain stories that make you feel good to, to avoid a certain place, or, oh man, I just don't feel like it, I don't want to be there, it's not going to be any fun, just because 
subconsciously you're trying to avoid all these situations that can trigger something to make you think about that event again. It is so severe that your mind is just coming up with paths and, and ways to go around situation, to not think about situation, to just block things out. That is, that is a symptom called avoidance. Yes. And another uh, major symptom is just negative changes in your thinking or your mood. Um, this can include just negative thoughts about yourself, other people, the world. We call this our trauma brain where, where mm -hmm. this, you just feel like there's yeah. just this dark cloud of negativity that really dampens your perspective, your mm -hmm. outlook on life, mm -hmm. which causes feelings of hopelessness about the future, about the here and now, um, memory problems, you know, really having sometimes too, um, um, survivors. I like to think of, of people who have experienced trauma as survivors versus victims. But a lot of times they don't even really remember all the details because your mind tries to protect you. And, and there can be um, holes in just the, the experience because maybe your, your brain was trying to protect you in that, but they, but you can experience memory problems. Um, a big, another big one is difficulty, just maintaining close relationships. You're mm, always on right. guard or thinking someone is mm -hmm. going to hurt you, um, because you've been hurt in a major way before and you yeah. just have not healed, um, feeling detached from your family or your friends, um, lack of interest in things you used to enjoy, you know, That's symptoms right. of depression, mm -hmm. um, and just having, a, an overall feeling of being numb not really being able to tap into the positive right. experiences or feelings in life. Right, and that's feeling numb, it comes into the, the physical and emotional reaction. Some changes in physical and emotional reactions are, are different things. Some of them are called arousal symptoms, which can be something from being easily startled or just easily frightened. If anybody just kind of walks in your path, you're just jumping out of your skin always being on guard for danger, self-destructive behavior such as drinking, uh, drinking too much or drinking too fast. Uh, you have trouble sleeping because your mind is always going. You have trouble concentrating. You're irritable. Angry outbursts and angry behavior is always an occurrence with you. Overwhelming guilt or shame is what you feel when you're dealing with these situations. And you have to really think about what your body is going through and how it affects you and how it affects other people. How does it affect you interacting with your kids? How do you interact with your spouse? These physical changes may be something you may not even know that is going on. And that's why it's important to communicate with your partner and try to, to try to tap into your physical and emotional changes. Yes, it's so important to do that because Healing is so possible just because you have gone through trauma in your life at any point of your life, whether it's childhood to adulthood, know that you can heal from that because you don't have to continue to experience these things or live a life that you are just always on edge, on guard, irritable, you're angry. You know, we have to find ways to release that, let that out because it's so necessary. You don't deserve that. You've already gone through a traumatic event, a traumatic experience. You don't have to continue to relive that for the rest of your life. Right. So we're going to speak on how trauma affects our relationship. Yes. And 
that's that's a huge one, which we're gonna get to in our in our next segment too. But trauma can impact our relationships in a number of ways. Yeah. Uh, the first one is we avoid, you know, um, emotional and physical intimacy is very hard to tap in to that to that with your your partner mm-hmm. because of what you've gone through. Right. It, it's it's it sounds easier said than done to be just, you know, giving your partner a hug or a kiss or just being intimate with them is hard when mm-hmm. you have so much on your mind and your heart and on your mind. Right. And uh the effects it can have on intimacy as far as men can go with all these uh PTSD and these things on your mind. It can affect your libido. It can affect your drive. It can affect how you react when it's time to perform. You may not. You may want to enter the ball game, but you may not have the equipment ready to enter the ball game. So these PTSD affects relationship with intimacy problems. Uh, it has you feeling uh, so many thoughts that you can't focus on what can make your wife or your significant other happy. You, you're, you're too busy focused on the trauma on, on what this can lead to or how you're feeling or and things of that nature. So it's, it's, it's easy to disrupt the flow of a relationship. Yeah, because in a relationship, you also may feel isolated. You may feel mm-hmm. like your partner doesn't understand what you've gone through, especially because you can enter into a relationship with PTSD or mm-hmm. history of trauma, or you can experience that during their relationship and even if you insert in enter into the relationship with trauma you you definitely may feel like your partner doesn't understand what you're going through Mm -hmm. um and and that you're out here on an island even if you try to talk to them you express to them what you what you've been through and this is maybe why you react in certain ways but because they haven't gone through it or maybe you guys haven't even talked about it before you feel isolated or you feel you may be afraid to bring it up out of fear of what they may think or how they may treat you knowing that you've been through something like that and that isolation for for different partners it can make you feel helpless but the person that's going through this uh ptsd they, they may feel like it's it's, it's something that is hard to shake. It's something hard to get over. And the person on the other end in the relationship may feel hopeless. Like there is nothing they can do to help you or help your significant other. They do not know the the plan or the game plan to try to, you know, reach out to you to, to see and help you through this PTSD. Because sometimes you don't know yourself. You're dealing with, with stuff that is so heavy that you need help from outside sources and that if you're not really tackling this issue and really thinking about it, it can affect your relationship. It can cause frustration. It can cause anger, confusion, and sadness in the relationship. Yeah, and that can lead to an increase of arguments mm. and just issues really trying to problem yeah. solve and get yeah. through just day-to-day things that happen in a relationship. Because again, there's this dark cloud mm-hmm. over you know, one or both of the partners who may have, because that's the something too. Not right. only just one partner may be traumatized, and maybe two partners that right. are coming entering a relationship with their own traumas and trying to work through that is can be challenging, not impossible, right. but sometimes you need some outside help and support, and that is okay. 
Right. These arguments can increase and you may not even understand why you're arguing. You, it may be something smaller said, but with the PTSD, you just feel like somebody's coming for you. you, you you're feeling defensive. So part of the defensive is you lash out and, and you just get into these arguments. And if you sit down like an hour or so after you have this argument and say what you're arguing for, you, you won't even recognize or understand what you were arguing for you you just know that you have so much anger and, and hostility built up in you it's not even towards your partner but they had said something or did something that triggered something and now the argument is on yeah for sure and also trauma can lead to us choosing unhealthy partners mm -hmm. and staying in unhealthy relationships too long if we're not aware if we're not um really communicating if we're not getting the help that we need individually or as a couple right one of the uh some of the symptoms are you can fight you can uh, attack your partner verbally or physically you can be raging at them like I, I said earlier you may not even know what the issue is you can be blaming them for all the problems you can be expressing your anger your contempt being you can also start being controlling and demanding or not letting things go. It's easily to try to keep a scorecard in your head. Not letting go of a, a little bitty arguments or little bitty things that they've done that you may have done differently, that you may not like, and things of that nature. Then there's the other side of There's the flight. Avoid dealing with the problems. Panicking and acting impulsively. Or running away from intimacy and emotional situations. Like my wife said, when, you, when so, your intimate partner wants to give you a hug, you just feel like this person is squeezing you to death and you just you just want to avoid those situations uh, another form is uh freezing up you feeling helpless feeling unable to act or shutting down and disconnecting from your partner yes this is the flight fight flight freeze response mm -hmm. that a lot of times people who have experienced trauma p and who have a diagnosis of ptsd go through um, one or all of these um, symptoms or dynamics in a relationship, mm -hmm. which again is very unhealthy and can have negative effects if we're not on top of it and aware and working through these things. Right. So more thing, you can have rigid or negative beliefs about a relationship. A lot of people sometimes have had uh, past relationships or have seen their parents' relationships and it kind of sets the tone of how you view relationships. If you see that your 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 dad yells at your mom and, and curses at your mom, you're going to think that this is a part of how you interacted with the relationship. Not um, encountering or not anticipating that if your significant other doesn't respond that way or if they have dealt with situations where that can cause a trigger to their PTSD, you're going to be in a never-ending cycle of a just re- creating trauma and having post-traumatic stress disorder and having the symptoms that lead to a, a not functioning relationship that causes all these problems. It may cause a problem where you're not able to trust your partner. So therefore you're always monitoring them, monitoring the status of your relationship, asking them how they feel about you. Are we good here? What's going on with this? And you try to control your partner. You try to control your partner's feelings. You gotta try to control the way your partner views you and think about you. Yes. Yes, and that is so deep because we want to make sure we're not allowing 
trauma. We're not allowing these things such as depression, anxiety, anger to come in and disrupt healthy our healthy relationship that we want to build and that we want to grow. We It's okay to ask for help, seek therapy, counseling, you know, people who may have gone through similar things, ask, you know, for guidance or some of the tools that they use, healthy coping strategies, all of these things that we've even talked about in past episodes apply because again, we don't want trauma to rule our lives. We are worth more than that. Yes, we are worth more than letting our relationship go by the wayside for past events that's causing disruption in our current relationship. And it's easier said than done. It is, it's not uh, an easy thing to, first for the individual who has experienced it, gone through it, is still living you know, uh, with the symptoms. Um, uh-huh. And it's not easy for the partner, but it is so worth it if the love is there and the desire to, to get through whatever that person is going through. Um, if the love is there, it's going to be worth the challenge. It is going to be worth it. Definitely. So now we're going to talk about making things definitely worth it. We're going to transfer into our journey. We're going to talk about how trauma and PTSD affects our relationship. Yes, this this is a segment that we really want to share with you guys some insight. We're still coming up with the name. For now, it's our journey because that's what it is. We're still on our journey. We are still learning. Um, like we just said, the challenge, the struggle is real and we're going through it ourselves because trauma is definitely, um, something that we have are, are facing in our relationship. Um, I've been open, you know, on, on this podcast about some of the things that I go through, that I experience my mental health, um, journey and trauma is definitely the source to a lot of my symptoms of depression, anxiety, um, anger. I didn't know I, that was something that I, you know, really um, dealt with until I got with my husband and it started really coming out because it's easy to suppress or it's easy to wear a mask. Um, but we just want to share, you know, how how trauma has definitely affected our relationship. Right. We mentioned how um, sometimes trauma and the PTSD can have People in the relationship feeling helpless and hopeless. Uh, sometimes I, I'm not gonna necessarily say you know you have the feeling of feeling hopeless, but you don't really know which way to go when when your partner's uh, dealing with the uh, the roller coaster of emotions, because at any given time you know if you say the wrong thing, if you do the wrong thing, it can cause either a flare up in another emotion. So. Sometimes you have to try to figure it out. Sometimes you have to try to to talk, but that can be a challenge. So that, that leaves you sometimes sitting uh, by yourself when you probably should be with your significant other, but you, you don't want to deal with the the cold shoulders or just being like, oh man, it's, it's, what's going on now? What's gonna happen the next minute? I just wanna watch the game. I don't know what's going on this time. Should I go downstairs and watch the game? It just leads to just everybody asking questions to now something that happened on Friday at 8.30 in the morning. Now it's it's Monday at 6.30 in the afternoon and you guys still haven't really addressed the issue. Because it's it's scary. 
Um, the unknown is scary. For me, um, experiencing mood swings, being triggered by things that do bring up flashbacks or old memories, which lead to very intense emotions that come out in different ways, where one minute I'll be good, the next minute I'll be snappy, the next minute I'll be frustrated over something that other people may not think is a big deal, but it's a big deal to me. And the people around me not really understanding why, because they haven't been through what I've been through. Um, experiencing um, sexual abuse, experiencing things in my childhood, experiencing or even having um, a history of trauma in my family um, goes deep. And so not even really recognizing that things, these are things that I needed to heal from because they do um, affect my interactions with other, but I didn't even others, but I didn't really realize it until I met my husband because these are things, um, when you're in a relationship, especially a marriage, cause the boyfriend, girlfriend, that's, that's one thing. But when you are in a marriage, there's really a mirror being held up to you to where you can see a reflection of yourself and you can't get away from it. Especially if this person cares about you, um, wants what's best for you and is not just going to let you sit in the room in in the bed for days at a time you have to to share what you're going through that is not easy but opening up and saying hey this is what I'm thinking about right now or this is why I'm a little um more withdrawn and sometimes I just I do just need my space I need some time to just think process get through this emotion that you can't necessarily help me with at the right. time and that sometimes causes issue because as as your husband, you want to help the situation. You want to comfort. You want to be that security. You want to be all these things. But then at the end of the day, you feel like you're just standing there on the sideline watching it all happen and you can't do anything. But you're still receiving all of the the uh, the emotions, the, re, the the interactions. You're still receiving the you know the the anger, the the being snapped at, and and all these things. And and you're trying to help and you're just not it just seems like either you're either hurting the situation or you you're adding fuel to the fire so it just it just causes it causes frustration because it it does something to you as a partner it does something to you as a man it does something to you as a husband so then you have all these aspects or hurdles of trying to get through over your own mental things and then still trying to figure out what avenue to do or go to help your wife. And he asks me all the time, what can I do? And sometimes I'll be like, I don't know. Or sometimes I want to be, you should know, right? I want you to just do, I, I do want you to just come and comfort me and fix it and me not having to tell you, which is sometimes a frustrating thing for me. Um, but without communication, which is the biggest thing that we're working on right now, even as mental health professionals, even me as a therapist, in your own relationships, you, I, I, in my own relationships, I struggle with it. I can do it great when I'm helping other people and I'm interacting at work, but that's a job. But when it comes to my own personal interactions, that's something that I'm growing in um, for sure, because it's not easy to be like, well this is why I'm feeling this way because a lot of times it's not met with someone who really understands because they didn't go through it. Mm -hmm. But you have to allow other people to support you the best way that they can, knowing that 
that person can't take away those feelings. That person necessarily cannot heal you. They can support you, Mm -hmm. but that is a process and a journey you have to go through on your own. And so I really have been on this path towards healing from my trauma so that it's not coming in and affecting my marriage, our intimacy, our ability to be intimate and sexual with one another because of what I have gone through. Right, and that is uh, one of, that is a big obstacle. That is a, a huge obstacle of, of trying to not walk on eggshells, but not, not try to cause more issue and trying to understand yourself, what your partner is going through. But it's, it's difficult because if your partner really doesn't know what they're going through or if, if, if she's trying to figure it out, there's, there's, there's answers that need to be, you know, said, but nobody knows these answers. So it, 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 it causes a lot of frustration. And then that, I think that's one of the, the biggest things, trying to communicate what you're going through at the same time, not understanding what you're going through and not really feeling comfortable opening up about what you're going through. So many levels. And that's why you need so much patient patience. And I, I, I think I called you up the other day and I was just like, thank you, babe, for being patient with me. Because this, when I say it's a journey, that is definitely what it is. And it takes time. And it's not something that the next day is just going to get better. It's going to take trial and error. It's going to take good days and it's going to take bad days. Mm-hmm. But knowing that the love is there, that's the foundation that you need. But mm-hmm. it takes it takes time to to really identify. And a lot of times you can't just do it on your own. And this is one of the biggest things that led us to start going to to marital counseling. Right. Not being able to do it on your own, but still trying to figure out is some stuff that you still need to do on your own. Mm-hmm. You have to go to counseling with at least some kind of of start of what you have been working on or what you have identified. And that sometimes being an issue, especially if the, as, as your partner, if you've been in a relationship for a while and you're seeing certain patterns, certain behaviors, but you're not understanding what's going on. And then a few years into it, they, they tell you about it. it you're just kind of like, Oh shit, what, what do I do now? Because you're going, you're thinking like, all the previous time before she told me, was I contributing to the trauma? And now after, what do I do now? Because especially if you're speaking like, like uh, sexual encounters, like what do I do now? Because you still want to engage in sex, but you don't want to cause trauma. So you're, as a man, you're sitting there looking really confused and like, uh, you don't know what to do. Should you go for it? Should you just wait and let them initiate? But then they're and then their head, they're like, I'm ready to go. And you just like, well shit, I don't know what to do. So we're we're just kind of sitting here and now the foreplay is turned into us thinking about what what what's the best move and, and things of that nature. So it's 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 a lot of difficult turns and like my wife said, layers. After you tackle one layer, it's, it seems like there's a thicker layer before you get to the ultimate big boss to to finally conquer what's the real issue. So it's, it's a challenging thing. Mm-hmm. That takes again, patience, understanding. Um, 
And, and I think for me, I have to allow you to also have times and understand when you're frustrated, when you, you know, um, get upset because how I'm responding, my trauma responses or, you know, how I'm presenting, I can't just always expect you to be understanding because you're human too. And, and that creates another level that has to be talked about. And I think that's really the stage that we're on, even working um, in therapy, just identifying um, the things, the important things that need to be talked about. Because it's easy to just sweep it under the rug. It's easy to just be like, okay, whatever, keep moving, keep going. But being real, we got to face it. We got to, you know, really face the challenge head on if we're going to go through, get over and overcome it. So Mm -hmm. continue with us as we continue on our journey and just trying to be as open. This is, you know, something that's very, very new for both of us. But we do feel like it's important um, as we transition to and into um, future episodes, um, just really trying to be as real um, and give you the real on just because we're just one, you know, example of, mm-hmm. of couples dealing with life in, in, in marriage and relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but feel free to ask us questions. Feel free to, you know, give us maybe your stories or some of the challenges that you guys are having mm-hmm. and maybe how you have overcome because maybe these are things that you guys have dealt with and you, you, you have overcome them. Let us know that too so that we can share with other people who may be going through through very similar things. Right, so that brings us to make sure you log in and tap into all of our announcements. Make sure you tune in to everything. We are on every platform at Hill University. That's small H-E-L University, 1L, Hill University on all platforms. Be sure to check out our blog at HillUniversity.com. It's released every Tuesday. We are also having our Heal You Clubs. Follow IG and our link for our clubs in the bio. Tune in and hit so we can subscribe. You can get all the new episodes, all the information, everything you need to know. Yes, check out our past episodes if you haven't. Really lay a good foundation of what mental health looks like in relationships. Um, And we just want to let y'all know we're going on a little holiday break too. We need some mental health time. Um, spending time like we hope you guys are doing with your families and your loved ones um, over this holiday break. Um, This is our second year celebrating Kwanzaa, which I'm super excited about. Um, But check us out um, early January. We'll be back dropping new episodes. Um, But please don't forget, we are always accessible. Reach out to us if you have questions, you know, on our social media platforms. Um, But we just appreciate you tuning in um, and be back with us as we really, really, hopefully in this next, not hopefully, in this next season, we're going to even go deeper. We we touch a lot of general things, but we want to go deeper to give you guys um, more information to really, really not only help heal yourselves, but then also help heal your relationships and ultimately the community. Right. So stay tuned. Check us out. Heal you. We out. Mm -hmm.